I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. Yep. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York. Yep. The ESPN New York app. Yep. Or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN. This is DiPietro and Rothenberg. Proud of the guys, and we faced a lot of adversity and to finish the season strong, start 2024 with a win. It's always special. What a win for the Jets yesterday. I got to tell you what, did absolutely nothing for me. Really? Nothing. It's a quarterback that's not going to be on the team next season against a team that is going to most likely have a different coach and have a different quarterback. But I, mean, I guess if, if the players feel some sense of relief, the guys that are coming back next year that will be a part of the team next year, to not carry the burden of, you know, lost what would have been 16 in a row, I guess that's a positive. But now you pick 10th. This is DiPietro and Rothenberg on 98.7 ESPN. Now, you say, and good morning, DNR with you, 9870 SPN, not to carry the burden. And I guess I guess that's fair, but, I mean, you should absolutely mop up on New England next season. Right, and that was my point on Friday. Right. I can understand why Robert Sala would, would be happy that his team won. I mean, can you imagine if they go into New England against that team and lose? The kind of no. heat he'd be taking? No. Although, I, I, I mean, New England has fought down the stretch of the season. I mean, they went into Denver and, and had that good win. Well, right? Denver stinks. Offensively, New England is, especially against our defense, New England stinks. And that weather? Yeah, that was, that was brutal. Come on. That was a bad football game. By the way, speaking of the weather, they couldn't figure out a way to clean off the cameras in the Baltimore-Pittsburgh game? Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. Apparently not. I mean, really? Like, they couldn't have someone designated to wipe the cameras down in between plays or something? Uh, maybe they were with the rest of the Ravens taking the day. I mean, I'm watching the game. I felt like I was there. Like I can't really see. Can you? Can you? <laughs> can you wipe down the camera, please? It's a real. It's a real game experience. Right. They want to give have. you like a, the full game experience. <laughs> well, they they did a good job of that. That's what the players see. Uh, we'll go around the league in a little bit. But could would you make the argument? Now I know Miami's not pleased to have lost that game. Buffalo gets the two seed. That Miami, in losing that game, gets an easier game in Kansas City than home to Buffalo. No, no. You think no. that? Have you have you seen what the? Uh, I just asked uh, Raymond this. I was listening to something. Have you what the weather's going to be like in Kansas City? Minus ten with the wind chill. Yes. Yeah. Great. No, if I'm if I'm Miami, getting if I get those guys back, I would rather be at home against Buffalo. Mm-hmm. So Buffalo has a beautiful route now. Huh, listen, I mean. It was a little sketchy there in the first half, especially how the first half ended. But yeah, I mean to go from not potentially now they they before the game started, they had they had made the playoffs. But still, I mean that's huge to go from now all of a sudden you win the AFC East and you have the two seed, and you don't have to play Baltimore until potentially the AFC Championship game. Right. So now you'd have to be Kansas City at Kansas City at Baltimore at Buffalo. Yeah. Good luck. Uh, uh, by the way, and we'll get to the calls in just a moment. I'm sorry to do this. You know I think he's wonderful. We're allowed to criticize Tyreek Hill for dropping passes when he should catch them. Yes, that's right. Because I've heard nobody do it. 
Well, I criticized Collins him last week. Kind of making excuses for him last night. Well, last week I criticized him because he worked. Was it last week? The, the one yeah, they the dropped zone. the touchdown against Baltimore. Yeah. But that game they got hammered anyway. These were huge drops. I think it's fair. Of course. I mean, it's fair for anyone to get criticized. Well, I think so. All right, let's get back to the callers. And then we got uh, Feinbaum. We haven't spoken to him in a while. He's going to join us at 720. And then Rex Ryan at 735. And then we'll go around the league. And then we got oh, a frenzy. This is a, a action packed moment. You're not kidding. You're not kidding. All right, let's go to Jeff in South Plainfield. Say good morning. Hey, Jeff, you're on 987. What's going on, Jeff? How are you, buddy? I'm doing good, man. Uh, so um, I'm a Giants fan, and, um, you know, the game against the Eagles was kind of fun yesterday after breaking, you know, the streak of losing to them. So I'm curious what you guys think they're going to do at six. I've heard O-line. I've heard skill position. Um, so just um, open question. What do you think they're going to do at six? And uh, thanks for taking the call, guys. Happy New Year. A happy New Year to you. Uh, no, no, not a Happy New Year. <laughs> I was just looking at the calendar. I was like, wait a minute. No. We, no. We, we passed the statute That's of limitations right. the on statute this. Of, statute of limitations What did passed. I say? No, you, you said that. I, okay. I kind of missed, missed okay. it when I said it the first time. No. Not, I hope you have a bad New Year. How's that? Well, don't say that. Well, it's not even the new year anymore. Today's well, January the 8th. I don't want him to have a bad year, though. He must not have got the memo. What do you want me to tell you? Don't call us and wish us a happy new year today. No, we gave you till Friday was the last day. And that was more than enough time. The 5th. Merry New Year! <laughs> um, I would be lying if I told you I had any idea what the Giants are going to do at 6. I know what you'd like them to do. I, I think it makes sense to take the quarterback, but I don't know what they're going to do. I don't well, think I, they know what they're going to do. Uh, well, I think it's clear what they need. I mean, I, that, I think that's the easy part because they need a lot. I mean, could you use a stud tackle? Yeah. Especially because you, know, you don't know if Evan Neal can play or not. Right. So, But let me just ask you this because a couple weeks ago, Joe Shane kind of reiterated the fact that Evan Neal's going to be your starting right tackle. They're not moving him to guard. So what does that mean? That you means gonna, that he's going to try to make it work because he was a seventh overall pick. That's what that means. Right. Okay. But if that's the intent, then how do you take a tackle? Well, maybe you don't. Uh, maybe you don't. I, I mean, what they really need is, I think we're all still no, not really sold on Daniel Jones. So could right. he use a quarterback? Yes. Need a receiver. Would it be nice for, I mean, especially financially and for Joe Shane and Brian Dable to have their guy? Yeah, that would be nice. You need a, I mean, need a stud receiver. Could use that. Desperately. I mean, offensively, yeah, I mean, you're limited offensively. Limited. I mean, this was the, I think this was the least this was the least amount of points the Giants have scored per game since 1979, I believe. I think that's I think that's right. And that includes includes a a, a whopping 27 yesterday. Yeah, this was like a, they, they were what just over just under 15 points a game before before yesterday. I mean, to to come into a game averaging under 15 points on a full season is it's shocking in this day and age in the NFL. Dude, this we got two bad Two real bad offenses. Real, really bad offenses. I mean, you could even argue if you combine these two offenses, it's not as good as some of the better offenses in football. Yeah, I mean, I don't even think that's a question. Offensive line still not very good. Although you put Andrew Thomas at left tackle, that that helps. That definitely you, helps. You got some pretty good running backs, though. Really good running backs. Yeah, you're, yeah I mean, you get you're gonna have to line one of those guys up in the in the slot or something. Yeah, well, we still we still come to the same problem though, is that with the quarterback, the the quarterback stink and. 
well, Garrett Wilson, that's nice. Conklin and Waller. Yeah, Conklin's confident. had a good season. Conklin's actually had a really good season for us. Really good season. He's a nice player. Uh, let's go to uh, Wes and East Hanover. Hi, Wes. You're on 98.7. Good morning. Good morning, fellas. Morning, company. No, I was w- wanting to get in your feelings a little bit. What do you guys, how do you guys feel about all these new NFL records happening in 17 games? We knew it was going to happen, but it's a little hollow to me. For like Puka Nakua, incredible season. But you didn't set the record. Uh, you set the modern record, but it's not the all-time record. And like Derek Brown yesterday, setting 103 tackles for a defensive lineman is amazing. But again, still didn't have the record going into the game yesterday. So how do you guys feel about these new records? I mean, that's that's the way it is, right? When they change from 14 to 16 games, I mean, I'm sure people had the same feelings. This is yeah, so right, the way it works. Right, and so when... Wes, we thank you for the phone call. So when they go to 18 games, there'll be a rookie that plays 18 games that'll have a chance to break Puka Nakua's record. That's right. And you'll get the, the, the benefit of that. But that's that's the nature of the business, right? When you extend the amount of games you play, right? Well, you want to put an asterisk next to it? Like they did with, with the... Uh... I think I think it's, I think think it's you can recognize. Like if you're paying attention to the, to the, the actual record, that one guy did it in 16, the other guy did it in 17, but... I actually thought it was funny because Sean McVay, as soon as he got it, he's like, get him out now. I love that. Get him out. Get get him out. You could see it. I mean, it was like, you didn't have to be a lip reader to see what he was yeah. saying. That's great. Get him out now. Let's get, go. Get him, get him out of the game. Well, how about the, how about the Eagles? Right, Jalen Hurts, it doesn't look like that's going to be severe at all, but he hurt his finger. Well, yeah, I think it depends on what it looks like today. And then A.J. Brown. Yeah, that looked like his That looks like a legitimate MCL. injury. Yeah. And then I forget. The growth. Dude, the grossest. Tell me, the grossest looking injury of the day was Laporta. Oh, oh, and, and that's another oh. one. What, I mean, and you think to yourself, why is he in the game at that point? This goes back to like you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. I mean, that's the they put that game at one. So does I mean, in theory, Detroit but still has com- a chance. But come on, Detro- right. Detroit needed to win and have Philly and Dallas lose. I know, but what I mean, if they say they don't play their guys and they lose, and Philly and Dallas both lose, you'd be killing them. Right, you'd be killing them. But now, I mean, and, and, and T.J. Watt gets hurt. Now, I know he had to play in that game, obviously, but he's hurt. Laporta, I mean, if Laporta can't play in this game against the Rams, it's a, he's their second-best receiving threat. Oh, yeah, he's a stud, man. Stud. Look at the rookies offensively in the NFL this year. Uh, C.J. Stroud. Yeah. Nakua. Who, now, who wins, who wins offensive rookie of the year? I think Stroud, no. Uh, not Nakua? I, I would guess. Stroud. I think quarterback gets the nod. I, it's I like MVP. I, I think. I think I, quarterback. He set a gets record it. though, but he set a record. Yeah, but I mean, Stroud's the fifth I, quarterback to ever throw for four thousand yards as a rookie. I understand that, but he's now. I mean, you just have a guy that's not only receptions but yards too. And yards both, and receptions. Listen, Nakua has been. And he did it early on with no Cooper Cup. That's right. Well, look at what Stroud has done. Right, listen, the either way, line and, dude. Either way, I mean, right? Both, you can't go but, wrong. C.J. Stroud, man. I mean, a couple of the throws he made in that game on Saturday night. How about like, the one off his back foot where he just zipped it right in there? Dude, how about the one to Nico Collins on the right side where he just put the ball in space so Nico Collins can go get it? He dove and caught it. I, I think I forget who was even doing the game. They're like, he's going to throw that away. He's like, oh, my God, Nico Collins. He, I mean, he – like, you're right. Like, he didn't throw – I mean, he throws the ball. Like, he's got some zip on that thing. And, and listen – we joke around about the lack of, of talent that the, our locals have offensively. They, had, they didn't go in with a ton of talent in that game. You had Collins, you had Schultz. 
Yeah, I mean, but we've said it the entire time too. They were also dealing early on in the season with some offensive line stuff, and they found a way. But because it, it always goes, I mean, it really goes back to just how good, how good the quarterback is. And there are teams that get lucky, like teams that have, like look at the season they had before they got C.J. Stroud, and look where they're at now. Look at what Cincinnati was before they got Joe Burrow. Look at what they are. Changes you know, the entire after. franchise, the entire thing. Let, let's go to Danny Long Island. Hey, Danny, you're on 98.7. Danny from Long Island, who is listening on the app as I race towards Charleston Airport after a nice lengthy week. Nice visit with my grandchildren down here, culminating with a, as usual, tense but satisfying Week 18 win over the Ravens, third year in a row we closed out the year. Kind of a weird year. I mean, I, I mean, think about eight weeks ago, if I would have told you Buffalo wins and Jacksonville isn't in at all, I mean, San Diego would be a t- total disaster. I mean, Joe Burrow got injured. The Jets have an injury, so they have excuses. But, you know, when you look at the injuries, no injuries on the Steelers' offense except for Pickett getting hurt. The offensive line's intact. On the defense, if T.J. Watt does not start. You guys are done. Well, we're done, but that that would give us one starting linebacker and one starting secondary person that was on the roster six weeks ago. Everybody else was taken off. One guy, Miles Jack, was on the couch three weeks ago. He's got the green dot playing middle linebacker. They have been somehow they pieced it together with the defense, which is really the miracle. And the luck was you ran into some backup quarterbacks. But here we are going to Buffalo, and uh, you know, just a strange year in the NFL because of all the backup quarterbacks. It really was. No, cons- no consistency of play for a lot of teams. Uh, Mason Rudolph, he's not the answer. But you know, the odd thing is he's only two years older than Kenny Pickett because Pickett came out as like a 24-year-old. So if Mason Rudolph was deemed to be a starter, it's not going to be an age difference like the guy's 33 years old. He's 28. So see what happens. It was, uh, it was a fun year for sure. Yeah, you still need a quarterback, usual, though. On we go. Yeah, you, you need a quarterback. You guys still need a quarterback. I, I, you know I really think would be the perfect fit for Pittsburgh? Perfect uh, fit. Justin Fields. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect fit. Dude, I, I just like listening to him, and he watches. I mean, he's a big-time Steelers fan, but just talking about, like, yeah, Miles Jack off the couch, and you had people legitimately in Pittsburgh talking about firing Mike Tomlin. Cra- you're crazy. You're crazy. You're in the playoffs. I mean, the, the, guy I think, never, I think, the guy never has a losing season, ever. I think Danny was one of those people. Oh, my goodness. If T.J. Watt, if T.J. Watt is compromised, uh, Pittsburgh. Is. Uh, how, how could he not be compromised? Yeah, they said great, dude. Great. I mean, grade three is that's a that's a like f- almost full tear. Grade three. How could he not be compromised? All right, let let's take a break. We'll come back. Paul Feinbaum, then Rex Ryan, then we go around the league. Then there's a frenzy. It's it's busy and it's bouncy. We get to the college football championship next on ninety eight seven ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, 
Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thanks for listening to the DiPietro and Rothenberg podcast. I think they're listening to me. They're everywhere. I know you're here. Catch the show on demand wherever and whenever you want. Woohoo! Over here! Just subscribe to us, rate us, and review us wherever you get your podcasts. All right, DPHR Rothenberg with you, 98.7 ESPN. You know what, Raymond? Well done by you, because he, he's our champion. Champion! Champion! And he is the great Paul Feinbaum, who's going to give us all the insight on the National Collegiate Championship game played tonight between Michigan and Washington. Long time no speak. How are you, Paul? I'm doing great. And what a happy day in New York. I mean, both teams won. I feel like I, I, I hit the lottery here. Has that ever happened? No, it's the first time in the history of the two organizations they've actually won on the same day, <laughs> interestingly enough. It's we'll funny, though, because most fans are not thrilled that the team's won. Well, it's, again, it's New York. I mean, when are, when are fans happy? That's a, that's a very fair point. All right, what what is the big X factor tonight? I mean, it, I guess it's easy to say it's Michigan's defense against the Washington offense, but is is that it to you? If if the Michigan defense dominates, they win, or is it just more to the game than that for you tonight? I think that's part of it. I also think it's uh, the, you know whether Michigan can 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 run the ball uh, on Washington. I think they can, and again, I'm a little bit uh, too close to the sun here, having having just stood on the sideline and watching and watch Jim Harbaugh uh, outcoach Nick Saban, watch the Knicks, the uh, Michigan line completely overwhelm what I thought was a, was a, a faster, more physical team in Alabama. So it's a, that, that game, I can't forget it because I think Michigan is a really good team. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll spare you all the you know, best offensive line, you know, three wide receivers, Michael Penix Jr. They have all of that, but they, they still had some really underwhelming performances. They beat Arizona State something like 15 to seven. They were pretty fortunate in both Oregon games. And that was the bellwether matchup of the season. And while Michigan didn't play anyone really until November uh, after two Jim Harbaugh suspensions, uh, they still just look like the most dominant team, the most overpowering team. And I think ultimately that, that route will just wear Michigan, excuse me, wear Washington down later tonight. Paul, we're just getting a chance to talk to you now. I want to get – what are your – I hate to go back, but, you know, you, I mean, you have such a good uh, feel for Alabama and Nick Saban. What were your thoughts on how that game how, how that game ended, that last play call? Uh, I thought it was just an, an atrocious call. Uh, Tommy Reese is the offensive coordinator. He was – he played a quarterback at Notre Dame. He was the offensive coordinator at Notre Dame. And they brought he, – when he, when he showed up at Alabama last winter, uh, he brought Tyler Buckner with him, who got beat out for the job by Sam Hartman. I, t- I tell you all that because he did not want to play Jalen Milrow. Uh, and after the Texas game, which was the second game of the year, 
uh, Noah was benched, and you know the, the revisionist history of Alabama was that Nick Saban did that just to prove a point to his assistant coach. Guys, <laughs> sure, you've been around Belichick, you've been around uh, your next guest coming up. That, that's not how it rolls. Uh, so they, they had no choice but to go back to Noah, and believe it or not, the guy ended up having a near Heisman finalist season. But in, in that moment, they gave him the wrong play. Uh, you know, Michigan had it figured out. It was it was it was just a it was just incredible to watch the biggest play of the year in college football to that point to see a player run into a brick wall. And what happened was to get overly technical because I've seen the play four thousand times now. Is that the uh, the, the right guard uh, Latham, who's a, who's going to be a, a number one draft pick uh, in the first round? He he got blown up so badly that as he was hitting the ground, Milrow tripped on his leg. I mean, that's how you know catastrophic the final play of the season was for Alabama. He's Paul Feinbaum with us here, 98.7 ESPN. I can't imagine Washington blows out Michigan. Could, could this be a game where fourth quarter, like, what a snooze fest, and Michigan blows out Washington tonight? Yes. Uh, now, I know all the highly paid experts at ESPN will disagree with me because they love Washington – and all of the things that come with it. But I, I'm, yeah, I hate to sound like a, a naysayer on the final day of the season, but I'm just not that impressed, okay? I know they're undefeated. Um, but I, and I, I think there's a better chance they get blown out than, than, than win the game. Uh, I, I mean, the number is four, four and a half. Uh, I, I don't give uh, money line picks uh, because I don't follow. I, I'm, not, I'm not enough of, a, of an odds maker or a gambler because I don't gamble. But, but I, I think Michigan looks like the play here if I could go ahead and offer a freebie. Paul, not a great time to be calling out our coworkers. I'm going to keep that uh, bottled up for a little bit. Um, now, <laughs> now, hey, listen, I, I am still employed. Don't go, don't go down to the most sensitive subject because I, I'm afraid I'd give an honest answer. Yeah, yeah. Let's not do that today. Uh, we like you too much. Um, Jim Harbaugh, I mean, it's been, it's, I mean, he hires Don Yee. If, if they win, I, I'm, Probably, I'm for sure he's gone. Even if they lose, is this it? Is this is this uh, Jim Harbaugh's last game coaching Michigan? Yeah, I'll go ahead uh, and give you a you know the, the the hot take of the morning. I mean, I think it would be the biggest shock of, of the year in sports if Jim Harbaugh is at Michigan next week. Uh, and it's not because of his goofy answers. Uh, and and there is no goofier guy in, in college football or pro football for that matter. But it, it just seems like when you've been suspended for six games. Uh, you've got a you've got a twelve million dollar a year contract on the table with a couple of exclusionary clauses that prevent you from talking to the NFL. So that's on the left side, and on the right side is as many as four, maybe six NFL teams. Once the firings, I guess they've already started today, continue, uh, are offering you a job, and 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 the consensus on you is that you are the most coveted guy in, in pro football. Two years ago, Jim Harbaugh literally sat in the waiting room at the Minnesota Vikings for an interview that he did not get the job. Okay. And now uh, he's being offered all these big deals. And so I, I can't imagine, uh, I mean, there's nobody else in the world that would turn this down. Now, Jim Harbaugh is that X factor. Uh, but I, I would, I would go ahead and, and boldly say he, there's no way he's coming back win or lose tonight. All right. So, so he's done, which is certainly news that our listeners are going to, uh, you know, appreciate this morning. Let's let's really break it down. Where's his next stop? 
Being out in uh, L.A. last week for a couple of days, it seemed like the Chargers were, were the number one destination point. That's just, a, that's just a guess based on the enthusiasm in that market, Dave, for, for Harbaugh. Uh, I think there's a lot of places that would take him, though. Uh, you know, the whole Chicago situation, I don't know, I, I don't know exactly what's happening there, and, 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 and I, don't, I don't have my uh, – Adam Schefter uh, hotline on. So, uh, you know, as we talk, news could be breaking. But, but I think those two, uh, I think, I don't think Carolina, uh, even though, uh, I mean, they're so desperate. I, I think Carolina is more likely to go for someone like, like a Belichick if they can't get one of the hot names that they're searching for. But so I, I'm going to go ahead and save the Chargers. Paul Feinbaum joins us here on the show. Paul, so Dave, Giants fan, he wants a quarterback. Now he's upset that the sixth pick. That's why he's talking about how um, most fans he means himself aren't happy that the We're Giants won. We're always having conversation. Right. What, is, what does Michael Penix do for himself? And just as far as what you've heard from, from talent evaluators, how, do, how, do the, how does the NFL view Michael Penix? I don't think they view him that well. Uh, really? I mean, I think he's – I mean, watch him tonight and you'll be wowed by him, but – uh, from some of the insiders that I hear from. I mean, there's just a few things that the, now, now again, I, I always hate to quote these guys because these are the same guys who, who told me last year that Bryce Young was a, was, was a slam dunk over CJ Stroud. These are the same ones that told me five, six, seven, seven years ago that the Dak Prescott couldn't play. I mean, listen, you, you guys, and by the way, that uh, your guy, uh, from from Duke, uh, Carr was was a was a was a camp myth. I mean, I don't believe these guys. Do you? Uh, I mean, I, I was at the I've been to the draft a couple of times, and I've never, I, I don't know where they get their information because that you, that's why I I, I will say uh, I said all that to say that Penix could be really good, but but the insiders don't like him. Uh, so would that be a, would that be a reason to take him? Maybe. Yeah, we'll take him because nobody else likes him. Uh, on the flip side, <laughs> yeah, and last yeah, I, one for me. It's crazy. It really is. Is all the conversation about the Michigan defense and the Washington offense. How do you feel uh, McCarthy's going to fare at the next level? And do you think he comes out? I like him. Uh, I mean, just very gritty. Um, I mean, I, I think somebody – by the way, I don't think there, there would be a big chance on him. Uh, but, but he's the kind of guy uh, that, that I have seen this where, you know, he, he'd have a big night tonight. Uh, do well in, in combines, and I think he could race up the chart because I, I think mainly they, these guys, these, these scouts, these GMs, they, they sit around in Indianapolis at the combine at the bar, and that's where, and, and they literally they, they do group think. They go, oh, you like that guy, huh? I like that guy. I, I mean, I don't think I don't think there's a person in the NFL that has an independent thought in their head, uh, and that's why you see so many screwy situations uh, across the board. Uh, from from Daniel Jones to uh, you know, all all the all the complete and utter bust that we see uh, in the NFL, Sam Darnold. I mean, it, 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 there's an endless stream of it. Don't forget, Tim Tebow was a first round pick. Okay. Yeah, just name just name New York quarterbacks, <laughs> recent drafted quarterbacks. Uh, Paul, last one before we let you go. So you had the Georgia Florida State debacle, and then you had a lot of coaches coming out talking about how. Um, you know, with the with the portal and the early signing and, you know, the NFL draft. I mean, the most important part of the season, it's kind of like these players become free agents. Like, what what's the future for that in the uh, in college football? Well, there, there's for all the people that say the system's broken, uh, you have to remember that next year we'll be in the middle of a 12-game playoff. 
the, the first rounds will be on campuses, which I think will be very exciting, uh, especially to see uh, a Florida State have to play uh, at Wisconsin or Michigan on a Thursday night in mid-December. You guys know what I'm talking about. But but the, the bowl system, though, is gone. It's, not, it's, it's, it's been broken for years. It wasn't any bad, worse this year than last year. And, and the fact is, for all those pundits in college football say, oh, we got to do something about it. We're not number one. We're not doing anything about it because there's no there's no leadership in college athletics. It's a bunch of fiefdoms. You have the SEC, the Big Ten, all all these all these conferences, and I know I know all these commissioners. They they are tantamount to the five uh, crime families uh, from from Godfather <laughs> one and two. Uh, I mean, the SEC is uh, is, is is Manhattan. Uh, the Big Ten's got Brooklyn and, and Queens and Staten Island, and then you know the ACC is Philadelphia and Cleveland, and you just keep working your way across the country. And they they meet only in an emergency, and that's just to figure out who they're going to kill next, because it it that's the way it is. And right now, the people are watching college football. The ratings for the Rose Bowl were phenomenal. And, and as long as there's a betting line on, on a game, I don't. The average fan does not care who's in the game. They're still going to bet on it, and they're still going to watch it. All right, Paul, listen, great stuff. Enjoy the game tonight. It's been a long time. We always appreciate you joining us for a couple minutes, and uh, hopefully we'll talk to you soon. Can't wait. Pleasure was mine, guys. All right, there you have it. That That's Paul Feinbaum, who is wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Don't Really enjoy it. talking to him. Don't uh, understand. He's the best. The best. He really. You say that, we got Rex Ryan coming up in a minute, though. Yeah, I know, but who else? Like, I mean, yeah, plenty of people could have explained to you what's going on in college football. And he goes, it's, it's the five crime families. The only time they get together is to figure out who they're going to kill next. Yeah, you know, it's a great line. Uh, <laughs> and how about, how about he says, win or lose, Harbaugh, done. Chargers, in his mind, leading contender. Yeah, see, the thing with the Bears is that he doesn't have a I, – I don't think, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, but I don't think he has a good relationship with the current president for the Chicago Bears, Kevin Warren. Uh oh right former Big Ten uh, right. president yeah right fair point all right let's do this we'll we'll take a break we'll come back Rex Ryan we have the Superbox Bonanza we have the frenzy we have around the league there's a lot to do it's a very busy week eighteen recap on ninety eight seven ESPN ah uh, this New Year it's time to finally lose that weight the safe and natural way with NJ Diet their results are nearly twice as fast as weight loss injections and without any of those nasty side effects with NJ Diet you're gonna lose twenty to forty plus pounds in only forty days contractually guaranteed. NJ Diet uses your hair and saliva along with bioenergetic scans to personalize natural solutions and supplements that get your body into the fat-burning zone. Then NJ Diet uses your DNA info to make sure you keep the weight off. Don't take shots for the rest of your life. Lose a contractually guaranteed 20 to 40 plus pounds in only 40 days, naturally, quickly, and safely with NJ Diet. No hormones, no prepackaged foods, no shots. You even get the doctor's personal email and phone number. Call 855-5NJ-DIET. That's 855-5NJ-DIET. Or schedule your consult today at NJDiet.com. That's NJ Diet. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. 
there are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I see what you've done here, Raymond. You owe me a favor, Raymond. DPHR Rothenberg with you, 98.7 ESPN. We welcome in maybe our favorite, certainly on the Matt Rushmore, the great and entertaining Rex Ryan. Good morning, Rex. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys? We're doing well. So, Rick, not thrilled the Jets won that game yesterday because it affects their draft status. How do you feel about the Jets win from yesterday over New England? Well, no, I I think first off, that was a great win. Uh, And the reason, and I get it, it was an awful game. It was whatever. But you had to beat the worst team. That's the worst New England team maybe ever. You had to you had to to get that monkey off your back going into the year and and as a I mean literally I thought that that next season started that week like you got to beat this this team and let them know that no that 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 stuff's over and we never have to lose to you again that's kind of the message I think they sent um, so yeah I thought it was a big a big game for them forget about the draft. You know, I, I get it, you know, a spot here, a spot there. And no guarantee. I mean, look, we took Zach Wilson with a second overall pick. You know what I mean? Uh. So, but that's what I mean. So, you go out, you had to send a message to that football team. And I think the message was sent loud and clear that, you know, no, we don't have to lose to you ever again. And I think that's the message that, that the Jets sent. Rex, how much of that carries over? How much for, Okay, two-part. How much does that carry over and how much does that weigh on you? Like it's something that you hear about, something you have to talk about. Is that a distraction? What does that do? Yeah, I mean, hell, you got beat 15, to- 15 games in a row to that to the same team. Like, no, hell no. It, it's just that, That's why I thought it was, it was so big that the Jets got that win. You know, and it's in Belichick's last game. Like if you're ever going to show up, it would be for that guy, you know, for, for the last game, what he meant to you history-wise, and the Jets still spanked you. So, to me, that was a – it's it's a big win, and um, and, and I think it sets you – it sets the table for next year. You know, uh, Woody already made that decision. They're going to bring everybody back, and, you know, now let's go out. Let's fix what we need to fix. Let's focus on fixing that offensive line, maybe get another playmaker – uh, for Aaron Rodgers and and the defense is back as an you know the entire unit's back so now let's go like this is the shot we have and and there's no excuse build let's build you know let, let's build this damn offense up and uh and protect our quarterback we 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 see where that's in, in the NFL that's probably the most important thing and obviously we saw what it meant for the Jets like Aaron Rodgers has to stay upright. So whatever we do this offseason, it's about protecting Aaron Rodgers. Rex Ryan with us here, 98.7 ESPN. Kind of a disagreement between the two of us earlier in the show. 
Um, I wouldn't even tell you what side who took. Do you do you think losing last game to the Jets bothers Bill Belichick? Oh, hell yeah. Nobody wants to lose, period. But, yeah, that's his last game. Yeah, you damn sure don't want to lose your last game. No way in hell. No way in hell. It doesn't matter who it, who it's against. You know, but, no, that was absolutely. And, and the fact that it was the Jets, maybe that adds a little fuel to the fire, but – no, that that's brutal. You, you never want to uh, the the great years he's had and all that. You want to go out with with a win. Um, so yeah, that was. I mean, I I found myself cheering like I was wanting Belichick to get the win just just for the fact that what he's meant, all that type of stuff, the respect that I have for him. Um, so yeah, that was a devastating loss to Belichick. I promise you, it was. He knows his team stinks, Rex. So you think it's a foregone conclusion that he's uh, he's done in New England? Oh hell yeah. yeah, absolutely. And and the reason I I say that is if he wasn't, Kraft had about eight weeks to come back and say no, Belichick's not going anywhere. He never did it one time. So yeah, I'm sure he's gone. Um, Rex. Rex, okay, Dave, don't interrupt me. How dare you? You just asked a question. Now you can ask another question. Well, you gave so some you, can, you know what, Rex? I'm going to tap out. He's going to just handle the rest of this baby. <laughs> I was going to lead us you right into your. Beautiful. I was going to lead you right into your precious little Giants, Rex. Um, I'll let Dave ask the Giant question. I want to ask the other side of this thing. I mean, Eagles. I mean, now you got Jalen Hurts hurt. AJ Brown goes down. Uh, people keep thinking yeah, they're going to figure it out. They're going to figure it out. I, I'll ask you: Do the Eagles figure this thing out in time? No, hell no. And here's the deal. The, the league has figured them out. This is the easiest team to prepare for. They use the less motion than they, – they use, like, literally, like, no motion. Uh, if they're not head and shoulders better than you, they're not going to do anything against you. They haven't knocked a single opponent out all year. They're the worst 10-1 and team of all time. And, and now this is who they are. This is the reality of the team that they are. And you just got your butt kicked. Uh, back-to-back weeks by Arizona and the Giants, and the Giants had a, you know, had a horrendous year, but you know they looked like the '85 Bears on defense, and they were the 28th-ranked defense going into that game. So yeah, they got major problems, major problems, and we all know how bad their defense is. You know they they were actually 29th, I think, and uh, or worse in every statistical category, but it's their offense. Like they they got their you know they they got their doors blown off um, by a twenty eighth ranked defense and I knew they would because I knew Martindale would beat their protection you know he would challenge the protections and they only have two of them so to me it, it was I mean yeah I mean this almost looks like a team with like the big boulder and it's getting ready to roll down the damn hill and you ain't gonna be able to stop it till it hits rock bottom. Rex Ryan with us here, 9870 ESPN. What do you think of Nick Sirianni as a head coach in this league? Because, I mean, last year everything worked out. This year feels like, like you just mentioned, it's the, the boulder is running down the hill. Well, it does, and that's what happens when you hire, uh, you, when you make mistakes on your coordinators. And obviously they made a giant mistake on, on the defensive side of the ball. They bring in a guy that was untested, that never had a very impressive resume anyway. I mean, Hill, he was part of Seattle's defense, I think, when they were 30th in the league or 32nd. Um, so not exactly a ringing endorsement. Um, so why you hired him, I don't know. Are you not comfortable hiring better play, better coaches? You know, you had Jim Swartz, and, you know, sitting out there. He went to Cleveland. He's done a decent job out there. They lead the league. Um, so, 
Yeah, made it made it uh, you know an obviously an enormous uh, mistake there. They bring in Matt Patricia. People forget Matt Patricia was thirty second in the league um, on defense with the uh, with the uh, with the Lions. So it wasn't like his you know he had a spectacular uh, resume either. So to me, I, I just think they made you know huge mistakes at the coordinator position. You see where Shane Steichen obviously. Uh, was an enormous loss. We knew he would be, but you know, you see the job he did there in, in Indianapolis, um, and and so now it falls on you as a coach. That's that's one of your jobs. You you need to hire coordinators, and uh, you know, especially a defense coordinator. If your if your main focus is on offense, and he gets an F for those hirings. Rex, you're a fiery guy, so I can imagine. I mean, Giants start out two and eight. Right, tons of adversity coming off a playoff win last year. Like, there's going to be, there's going to be some times where you got coaches going after each other and everything else. You just mentioned how important it was for Nick Sirianni the hires. They lost both their coordinators. There's been a lot of talk around the Giants, Brian Dable and Wink Martindale, and the relationship. I love Wink. I think Wink is is really good at what he does. How how big of a loss would it be for the Giants if they end up having to part ways because of the relationship between him and Dable? They're not going to fire Wink. Uh, I mean, they're they're not going to do that. I mean, who are you going to replace him with? Like, like to me, that's that's the thing. And Martindale's not a bad coach. You know, I, I think he spends a lot of time in the media, you know, making calls and all that. And I think that rubs Dable the wrong way. But, um, look, he they can do a lot worse than Don Martindale as the, as their defensive coordinator. I can assure you. So I don't think that's that's the issue. I think they're going to look at, at the offense. I, I, I could see them making changes on offense more than I can on their defense. Would that be just to kind of empower Brian Dable more? Well, no. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I don't know. I, I just, I'm just telling you, I, I don't think, you know, and, and a good, look, Martindale's a better coach than those numbers. Those numbers would suggest that he's not a good coach. Uh, he's better than that. All right, I, I think he's uh, I, I think he's a, a, a you know a, a really good coach. I think he should stay there. I, I don't see any reason why he would um, that he would get fired. I, I think that's a mistake if Brian does that. So I guess I I think I'll ask the question better than Dave just did because I'm better at giving uh, doing interviews than Dave is. Um, I think what he meant was, do you think at some point now Brian Dable kind of decides now going into year three as a head coach that he he wants to take over maybe play calling duties now? He may, and I, I think sometimes when the, uh, you know, especially when you need to step up, you know, we, we saw Sean McDermott take over the defense. Um, we saw Mike McCarthy take, take over the offense with Dallas. That's sometimes what you do. Like, hey, if I'm going down, I'm going to go down calling it myself. Um, Brian Dayball's an outstanding offensive coach. So, um, yeah, he can do a lot worse than having himself call the offense. Uh, Rex, I know you got to run to do TV. I want to commend you today because you had to deal with Rick, who was clearly not on his game, and it's, it sounds like it sounds like you're not feeling great. So we thank you for joining us and using the little voice that you have left. And go do your TV, and we'll talk to you next week. All right, my pleasure, guys. Appreciate you. That's that's Rex Ryan. Oh, you are you nasty today, huh? Well, you left a real pregnant pause there, so I had to jump in and say the thing. I mean, I asked him a question. I said, "Do you think that involves Brian Dable more?" Well, I think he. I, I don't think he clarified that part. I know what you meant, how'd though. You, how would you come out and say, Coach, you don't feel great? It sounds like you don't feel great. Because well, he, he's got no tact, Raymond. He's got no tact. You can tell he's fighting. 
I respect that. I give him credit. He's battling. There's probably better ways to say that. Though. I gotta, I gotta tell you what too. And I was gonna say this, but I just that I didn't, it didn't have the time to say it. I'm sick and tired of them picking on Rex on TV about the whole foot thing. Another well, situation never, yesterday. It's never gonna go co- away. Well, no, I know, but it's, but it's, it's. I forget what team you, it was. You know what the problem is? He he acknowledged it, and now it's like open season. Yeah, that's, that's how it goes. Yeah, but the guys are walking around on the field with bare feet, and they they throw it to Rex. Rex, what are they doing? You should know. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, that's, come what, on. What are they doing? Break down those feet. <laughs> come on, man. I, well, I, Raymond, I understand. What did you want me to to say? I said it's you, you're battled. Good for you. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know that you have to say it like that, Coach. It sounds like you're really battling over there. <laughs> like, I don't well, know. What did you want me to say? I, I nothing. I prefer you. To, I prefer yeah. you say nothing. No, thank you. Bye. No, because I, I I notice that he doesn't feel well, and I give him credit for joining us when he's under the weather. How is that a bad thing? I think he looks forward to joining you every week. Not now. Probably oh not God. not going forward. We may we may never hear from not Rex now. again after that. Uh, season's over anyway. Coach, notice you uh, look playoffs. a little Coach, notice you look a little angry at that new uh those new eyebrows you got working. No, uh, what's up with that? Thanks for battling. No, see see I'm the person that, that says it when they're with us. You're the person that when they leave, you say it behind their back. <laughs> no, I just That's great. I just don't say it. You, you what do you mean you don't say it? You I stop the show it. like in the middle of the, of a of a, a segment. Like, oh my God! Look at Rex's eyebrows; they're disasters. It was jarring. It was jarring. So, so that's great. So you're the behind the back guy. No, Good. I'm just I'm used to it now. You're like the curly Neil of the show. <laughs> behind the back. <laughs> Sounds like you're sick. Thanks for battling. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, listen, thank you for battling. I appreciate that. You're a warrior. No. Because go, we'll go to break, and then you'll be like, oh, your eyebrows look ridiculous. Your feet <laughs> fetish is weird. No, I never said any of that stuff. Rex, you're the vein of my existence. Why do you come out with that? <laughs> because it's wrong. It's Bane. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Um, my wife mocked me, so that's how I know. That's how I know it's wrong. How many times did you get made fun of this weekend for the vein of my existence? Uh, multiple. Good. Someone came up to me in hockey. <laughs> it was like, I got in my car just as you were talking about the vein of your existence. <laughs> Were they shaking their head at you? Yeah, they're like, are you serious? I was like, yeah, I thought it was vain. It's like the vein of my existence. Uh, you're such an Fortunately, idiot. I'm here to make everyone know that you were wrong. <laughs> you want I me got, to call you out on that, though? No, no, I got smarter. I got smarter on Friday. Yeah, exactly. Happens. All right, Raymond, give me that audio, please, would you? I'm not giving you this. Like, so I work so hard. I feel like I owe it to myself, my family, and the people around me to, to, to maximize my earnings. But um, I definitely am open to every, every scenario and every, every team. And um, I just want to do what's best for me at the end of the day. All Bryce right. Hoff. Uh, Bryce Hoff. Bryce oh, Hoff. Do the read. Why? No, it's Bryce Hoff. Just it's too why? easy. Just why? I right, do the well, honestly. Let do the people read. let people think a little bit. I mean, no. what is the matter with you? What? And you know what? They'll be. Oh, Rick, you're so clever when you give like, the answer like, to the to the trivia question. Look, it's. It, I think I'd we all. I think we. I think we all knew who it was. There was a lot of context clues in there, but you didn't have to just come right out and say it. But he did, because that's who he is. I got excited. Yeah, that's who he is. Bryce Bryce Hoff. That's Bryce Hoff. <laughs> Great. I like well, giving stuff away. What do you want me to tell you? Well, here, that was the Jets' quote of the game. If you were watching Jets post game live or listening to the show nine seconds ago, you'll know who that was. Presented by Audi on SNY after yesterday's game, you know which player or coach that was. If you don't now, something's wrong with you. Be the first caller to correctly identify that coach or player right now. Eight 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 nine eight seven ESPN for your chance to win an autographed Jets football. 
Jets quote of the game brought to you by ESPN New York, your radio home for New York Jets football and SNY. As soon as the clock hits zero, Jets post game live only on SNY. Get your New York sports here. Oof. And he gave it away. I didn't, oh, actually, I think I quoted him earlier in the show anyway, like that exact sound. Stop, stop, sound stop it. It's honestly, stop it. Uh, in fairness to me, though, this is the first time I've done it in a long time. Fi- I've controlled myself yes, most of the season. The, I mean, Raymond, this is the first time in a long time he's given the answer away. That is true. I mean, you, you should be commended for that. <laughs> the bar's very low. What do you want me to say? Very. Is it on the ground? <laughs> you can't limbo the bar. I'll put it that way. You guys are nasty. Very low. This is why I'm a man of the people. I'm trying to give people stuff. Uh, Raymond, I it, have an it issue. Was, it was basically given away anyway. It was very easy. It was very easy. I I, I have a, a question, and Rick's going to yell at me, but and I I don't know what to do with this because okay. we have the super the super box bonanza sure. giving giving that away momentarily. But I'm looking at the read. Mm-hmm. We are a bit we are a bit later than I thought. No, no, no. That which which is fine, but there's no phone number in the read. So I think that causes an, an issue, right? You know what? Mm. Here's what here's what I want you to do. Okay. It's 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 going to end up being the same number that right. we so used. We'll, we'll wait a few minutes. Yeah. Then. So we do have to wait a few minutes. So what? So here's my suggestion. Okay. Let's do a little bit of, of around the league. Yeah. And then uh, I, at some point, either before or after around the league is finished, you can you can throw that read out with that number that's not involved in this current read. Correct. I got you. And okay. I, and, and I'll correct that for tomorrow and you're, going you're forward. A gem of a human being. How about that? All right. Let's. Uh, on that note, let's go. Around the league. It's time to go around the league. Oh, no. Big Mars. Rick acting entitled and privileged again. What else is new? My, my I just gave Wait, something what's away. A, what's, entitled entitled, what? what's entitled and privileged no, about just, that? I'll, I'll, do, I'll do what I want to do. We've, all got, do it. we've all, got the, all got the same complaint, but I don't see what's entitled and privileged about that. Uh, let's go around the league, shall we? Saturday where they refuse to wipe off the cameras, the Steelers go into Baltimore and in a slop fest, miserable weather, beat the Ravens 17-10. Big play, uh, Mason Rudolph to Deontay Johnson for the huge play of the game, and the Steelers somehow win the game and clinch a playoff spot. Yeah, somehow. I mean, that was a big play of the game. You had Najee goes for over uh, over 100, but I think the, the biggest thing in that game was the T.J. Watt injury. That's the biggest thing. Moving forward, it is, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the biggest thing to come out of that game was, listen, Baltimore wasn't playing for anything right there. I mean, they have the bye. Steelers had to win. They take care of business. But more importantly now, the health of their most important player, T.J. Watt. Yeah. And, and he finished the season with 19 sacks, which is I mean, nothing short of just phenomenal. Yeah. Well, do you see what the defense looks like with him in it and with him not in it? Yeah. He's, he's a phenomenal, phenomenal player. I, although I will say this, they've, they've won this year. To, to yes. make the playoffs in the AFC with Kenny Pickett, Mason Rudolph as your quarterbacks, I mean, uh, Mitch Trubisky, God bless Mike Tomlin and the Steelers. Yeah, but I think they still have the same, they're going to have the same issue, though. Like, like, yes, great, they made the playoffs, they found a way. They still, they don't have a quarterback. Uh, they don't have a quarterback, that's They correct. need a quarterback. That's right. Now, do you punt on, on Kenny Pickett after year two? I think it depends on what the, if there's better options. What are the better options? I don't know. I'll tell you this. If there's any truth, and I know they walked it back, but if there's any truth at all 
to him saying that he he didn't want to back up like a couple weeks ago. Right. Uh, <laughs> that would be enough. You had to that would be enough that, for me. Right? I can't have that. Yeah, you can't, you got to move on from that. I agree. Um, and then I, I thought the Colts were going to win this game. It was a, a tightly contested game. Um, fourth and one. A good play call. Awful execution. Bad throw from Minshew. Running back drops that ball he should have caught anyhow. And Houston wins this game 23-19. That gets them in. And then they get help yesterday. Now they win the division. They're hosting the Cleveland Browns this weekend. Yeah, unbelievable, right? Um, right, to start, right off the bat for Houston. Deep shot, touchdown to Nico Collins. Get them going. And then you mentioned the end of the game there. I mean, you had... You had Stroud. I mean, the couple throws. We talked about it earlier in the show. The second and 14, that that, that throw to Nico Collins where he kind of lays it out and Collins goes and gets it. Then he threw a bullet down the field. You had the uh, uh, horse-collar tackle and then Singletary ends up scoring the touchdown. But they could not. Jonathan Taylor ran amok. Yeah. They could not stop him. And they have him off the field in that spot. Off the field. And and, and I give them credit. I think it was because they just didn't trust Gardner Minshew, because I thought that was the worst game I've seen him play this season. I did not think he was good at all. But you wouldn't have Taylor on the field. They ran the ball down the entire length of the field to get in that position. And then in a fourth and one, I don't have an issue with the play call, but I want Jonathan Taylor on the field. Right. Like, the play call, listen, it worked. It was just poorly executed. You can say what you want. That was not a good throw. And that's a tough That's a tough catch to make from a guy, I think, who has, what, six catches? I think Tyler Goodson had six catches this season. Right. I want to say. Season on the line. Do you want the football getting into the hands of Tyler Goodson? No, I want to lose with my – if I'm going to lose, I want to go down with my best player. I certainly want him on the field. Even if if it's as a decoy, I want him on the field. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Yesterday – He's got six catches this season, yeah. That's that's great. Well, not seven, and that'll keep him out of the postseason. Yesterday, the Buccaneers, not only do they win, they cover and – I can't even believe it. I mean, DJ Shark is going into oh. the end zone. He fumbles it. Then they score a touchdown. They have an illegal formation. I mean, the Bucks, and I know they win. I know everyone's going to love them because Philadelphia is so bad, but I don't think they did a lot to give you a lot of confidence yesterday. At no, least last offensively, couple weeks. they didn't. No, la- listen, last couple weeks, man, they had a chance at home against New Orleans, and they didn't play well. Going to this game, Baker's banged up, and then he ends up getting he ends up getting hurt um, on a sack late in the first quarter. He's limping around. But, yeah, they won. I, Carolina stinks. They won 9 nothing. Carolina had 68 passing yards yesterday. 68. Brutal. And and half of them were on that play to DJ Shark where he fumbled it. And he fumbled it through the end. So that was a great play by Winfield Jr., though, at the goal line there to knock it free. But guys have to stop putting the ball forward. They ha- they ha- I know it's hard. I hate you, that rule. But you ha- well, it's a bad rule. They, they should change that, too. Well, he ended up, listen, it didn't go out of the end zone anyway. Tampa ended up recovering it. So it's not, it's right. not the same as it going out of the but end zone. But if it goes out of the end zone, now Tampa gets the ball to 20. How is that fair? And Mike Evans didn't really do anything yesterday. Well, no. I mean, they were bad offensively, Tampa. I think he had three catches for like 22 yards yesterday. Uh, you're listening to DPHR Rothenberg, 98.7 ESPN, WEPN, FM, New York. 1-800-919-3776. Frenzy coming your way in just a few minutes as well. Let's go back to going around the league. Meaningless Bengals-Browns. We don't need to waste time on that, but the Bengals do Whoa, finish. whoa, 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 oh, whoa. God. Yes, what? we do. What? Yes. Yeah. Santiago. I say to you, yeah. you are the football savant. Dave says meaningless. You watched the Bengals-Browns game, correct? Uh, yes. Anything you noticed in that game that uh, you'd like to bring up, or am I the only one that noticed it? Um, not exactly picking up what you're putting down here. 
Quarterback for the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, 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 Jeff Driscoll. I'm oh, sorry, I'm sorry, Brett Browning. Yeah. Did sorry. you see? Did you see what his girlfriend was wearing in the uh, suite? Didn't I missed. I missed that part. The uh, the <laughs> the spandex onesie. <laughs> That's what we're doing now. Really? What? Google it. Google it. Brent Musburger. Why are we doing this? Uh, what's going on here? Go- I'm telling. Google it. With his number uh, on it, the whole thing. This couldn't Wild. have been that was the air conversation. Uh, that was no, allowed I put in the it, stadium. I wrote it in my notes. We're we going to see this thing. She right. went viral. She did. Uh, she went viral, right? Can, can, yeah. For God's sakes, can we can we please move on to another game? Sorry, sorry. Uh, Lions beat the Vikings 30-20. Uh, they played their guys. Give them credit for that. But like you mentioned earlier, Sam Laporta gets injured. Uh, if he doesn't play this game against the Rams, that's a huge loss for Detroit. That's a huge loss. We didn't even mention, though, like the, the matchups that he got, too. We have two hours. Okay, let's, let's make sure we talk about those. Uh, of, uh, the matchups we have coming up this weekend? Well, yeah, well, that's one of them, right? That, well, you of, got of course we're going to get Stafford going that. back to Detroit. I've, uh, yeah, like we're not going to get to that. Philadelphia, Tampa, we're going to get to all of them. Um, Detroit, 30-20. Uh, that Nick Mullins, first of all, I can't believe they started, what's his name? Is it Jaron Hall or Jalen Hall? Whatever his name is, I can't believe they started him last week. Yeah, I was surprised. I thought they knew something that we didn't know. Yeah, they did not. Uh, they did not. And they Justin not. Jefferson... 192. He was over. Do you realize he was over a thousand yards this season? How is that possible? Because <sighs> he's awesome. He really is awesome. He had a good game yesterday. Mullins threw for like almost 400 yards in that game yesterday. Yeah, well, Justin Jefferson went for almost 200. There's no throw he won't make though. He will fit it in there. Um, Arthur Smith out. Saints beat the Falcons 48-17. Atlanta led that game 14-7, and then that was about it. New Orleans doesn't get in either. They finished the season at nine and eight. That game was 17-17 at halftime. Uh, dude, Desmond Ritter is no good, man. I, I can't help himself. It throws that. I mean, he has a pass that he's going for uh, going for Pitts, gets picked off. Then they end up going down, and Olave made that great that great juggling catch in the end zone. Uh, the biggest thing to come out of that game, though, was the whole how it ended. Uh, Arthur yeah, Smith well, let, went let's after get Dennis to that. Allen. So, so here's Jameis Winston. They, they overruled the head coach to run the ball in with Jamal Williams. Here's the quarterback. Well, I apologize to D.A. because the play was was victory. Uh, But I also explained to D.A. that it was a team decision. And I think when you have the team morale, and I asked the guys, I said, guys, like, what do you want to do? We know how much Jamal means to this team. And and I understood from D.A.'s perspective. I give him that. But D.A. didn't condone that at all. You know, he didn't. However, we decided as a team to do it, and you have that opportunity. We just had that opportunity, and, and we decided. However, does he not understand? <laughs> what do you? He's, he's a villain. He's, mean, he's a full-fledged villain. What is? I, I mean, all due respect to, uh, to DA, we just decided this is what we were gonna do. <laughs> the coach said, "Take a knee," and they had a team meeting to decide they're gonna run the football in for a touchdown. What do you want to do? The play call is victory. So I asked the guys, "What do you guys <laughs> yeah. want to do?" Brian Ramchick, what do you want to do? <laughs> Jamal, what would you like to do? What would you like to do? This for the team morale. I'll tell you what. He, he, when when he's done playing, he's got a future. Oh. He's got a future somewhere. He's unbelievable. <laughs> I don't know what's better. Santhi, I don't know if that one's better or when they show. Remember the video he posted where he was doing like in his front yard? He was doing the quarterback drills. Oh, yeah. From well, a few years he, ago. Eat, eating yeah. the, the crab legs. You remember e- that? Eating the W. Eating the, the W, yeah. The dubs, yeah. 
Oh my God, he's he's an interesting guy. <laughs> but he's he had a joy. Full, he had a full dude, answer. No, dude, that's not he cut it. There's more to that. Oh, I, I got more. He does a back and forth with the, with the reporter about the decision to go for the touchdown there. Well, you do have to play these guys twice a year. That's all I'm saying. We already played them twice. I know, but I'm talking about you know, somebody who's got to play these guys twice a year. How do you feel about it? Tell me how you feel about it. Not good. Why don't you feel good about it? Because you got to play these guys twice a year. But what about it makes you not feel good about it? The head coach tells you to kneel it up. You're asking my opinion? Yes. I think you should have kneeled it up. I'm just telling you as respectfully as I can. You answer my question, and I'm telling you as respectfully as I can that I respectfully disagree with you. You disagree with me or the entire team? Whoever made that decision. Okay. So you disagree with the entire team. So thank you. I'm being honest and respectful. And that's what I'm attempting to do, too. Yes. And that's what I am doing. How, how great is it? Well, you played them twice. We already played them twice. <laughs> Yeah, and, and Jameis, you're going to play them twice again next season. <laughs> and you think that they forget this kind of stuff? I oh. promise you not. Oh, that was so good. I promise you not. Do you remember so when good. the year they won the national championship, they, they had won the playoff game before that, and you know, he was he was all hyped up like that talking to the reporters after. And like Jimbo Fisher had to like pull him to the side and basically talk in his ear like, I need you to calm down right now. <laughs> like, do, you, do you remember that? I don't. Like Jimbo, I, like pulls him to the side, and you can like see, uh, like the camera's right there, and Jimbo's like talking in his ears, like on the field, right? Like, on the field, like yeah, yeah. I, I need that. you to settle down. I I love the fact he says you're gonna play them twice. We've already played them twice. <laughs> like like time now ceases to exist, and you'll never play them again moving forward. Oh, he so may you, not. So you so you disagree with the team then? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, that's right. So <laughs> it's not just me. You disagree with everybody. The head coach <laughs> told you take an E, and you had a team meeting at that point. That's respectfully, wild. respectfully, of, of course, <laughs> um, in maybe the biggest disaster of the day, Jaguars need a win to get in and host a playoff game and they can't beat the Titans. They lose it 28 to 20. Yeah, uh, dude. I mean, this is it has to be right up there as the most disappointing season of anybody. Jacksonville. I mean, they were they were right there to have. I mean to to compete for the one seed in the in the AFC. They didn't get in. No, I know. It did to not get in now. And I know what the way that they finished. Their final six games. Yes. Oh, brutal. And brutal. quarterback ends up getting banged up. He wants to play, and then they go on that four game losing streak. They find without him, they beat Carolina, and then Tennessee. Man, I give him tons of credit because that was a meaningless game. Coach said, "Hey, we're not going to lose. We're, we're going to play this game. Losing sucks." They went out. Derrick Henry had a game. And, I don't know, a couple plays in that game. The the Trevor Lawrence trying to dive over. Where did he think they were on the field? I, they were I, outside the one. Uh, if he, like, I thought he maybe thought, like, go, go, gadget arms here. I can get over. But, it, I mean, he didn't. But he wasn't even close to getting no. over. And then that, that throw to Ridley down, down the left side that hits his fingertips. I was surprised that Ridley didn't lay out for that. And try to make the and, and catch that ball, but what a disappointing season for Jacksonville, oh. and they're done. I, I don't know if any any wife or, or girlfriend was dressed dressed attractively, but I look at Seattle and Arizona as a game that we don't really need to, to sit here and break down. Uh, Seattle Arizona that, that just that um, Arizona missed that a fifty one yard game winning field. He missed goal. two they field missed. goals, and Prater's yeah. good. James Conner had a big game too. James Conner's a terrific running back. Oh, and a but story. fake field goal was nice too that uh, Arizona ran. Uh, Arizona, you say what you want. We laughed about Gannon. They play for that guy. Sounds like Kyler Murray loves him. Uh, it sounds like Kyler Murray's going to be back there next year as well as the starting quarterback. Yeah. So is that is that good there with that game? 
Oh, uh, you said, yeah, you said you didn't want to talk about it, yeah. Well, I don't know if anybody was uh, scantily clad, and we could break that down. No, I just, there wasn't, I knew there wasn't going to be much to talk about with the with the Cleveland-Cincinnati game, and I just thought they kept showing it, that it was, that was a very interesting outfit choice. Um, Packers, Jordan Love, 17-9, they beat the Bears, defense plays well, Aaron Jones, excellent game. Well, I'll tell you, man, Jordan Love had a heck of a season starting for this club. Yeah, he did, and it's, it makes me sick that they go from Favre to Rodgers to now it looks like they got they got another guy. On third down, I came on third down yesterday. They were 7 for 10 on third down. And that one, I mean, was third and 7 or 8. And he, he moves to his right, steps up, creates time, and then finds Kraft 15 yards. Like, yeah, he, I mean, he did what Aaron Rodgers wasn't able to do last season. At home, win a must-win a must win game to get in the playoffs. Right, against a team that was trying to, to show that next year they're going to be very good, right? Yeah, and how can, uh, again, I hate to talk about the referees. But it cost him a couple plays. Justin Fields sliding down gets absolutely hammered. Because the referees we talk about all the time. And they don't call anything. They're horrendous. What are we doing? The guy, I mean, the guy's head smashed off the turf. Let's just hope this is the beginning of a a real, like a legitimate run for the Packers. I think that was Simone Biles' uh, husband that did that. Oh, is that right? Yeah. How he's known? Just as Simone Biles' husband? Uh,. No, I don't think that's just how he's known. I just think that I'm pretty sure that's her husband. Yeah. What was she wearing at the game yesterday? Any I idea? did not see. I didn't oh. see her. No. Okay. Uh, Chiefs Chargers 13-12. Chiefs win it. That hurts the Giants' uh, draft pick status. They move from five down to six. Chargers had the game and they let it get away. Raiders 27-14 over the Broncos. Antonio Pierce, I'm imagining, has done enough to keep that job. Right. Sounds like it. I got to tell you, of all the picks that were made on Friday, RJ, the, the, the one that made you scratch your head the most was RJ taking the Broncos plus three. <laughs> <laughs> but at if least gonna, he went two and one. I went zero and three. Yeah, but if you're going to touch that game, I just the naturally like the the way that the team is playing for, they're at home and the way the team's playing for Antonio Pierce that you would naturally be like, well, if I'm going to mess with this game, I'm going to take the Raiders. Well, why would you mess with a game that has zero importance on the on the playoff standings at all? <laughs> I, I, listen, he went two and one. He went two and what'd you go three and zero? Yeah, and and Raymond, uh, two and one. So you so now you control the board. Uh, I control the board, and Raymond has a uh, – Raymond actually, he, he's got an eight-game lead over you right now. Right. Well, I'm not worried about catching Raymond. My only concern is catching RJ, which seems like it, it's going to be difficult to do heading into the postseason anyway. Well, you're only down two, and you got 11, 11 games left? Uh, 11, was it four, four, two, one? But do, I don't think we pick every game, right? Uh, No, we don't pick every game, but you got – yeah, that's true. So, so we, go only three, have... we go three, three, two, one. I think we have nine games left. That's it, right? I have to have I have to have a good postseason. RJ's got to falter. You've done it before, though. I mean, you, I you, you chased out Canny. I did, uh, and that made him swim with the Sharks. Giants beat the Eagles twenty-seven ten. We'll get back to that a little bit later. Uh, I was actually rooting for the Niners to win this game because I didn't want to see Rams Lions. I wanted to see Rams Cowboys, but Rams win that game. And I'll tell you what, man, that, they are playing really good football for Sean McVay. Yeah, they are. Um, Carson Wentz going up against Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold had the late fumble, but I, why do you? Know, why wouldn't you want to see Stafford? Why wouldn't you want to see Stafford going to Detroit? Well, entirely because I think the Rams would have a better chance to beat Dallas than Green Bay does. Because right, you're just a bad guy, and you like you root against Raymond. No, I root against the Cowboys. Raymond's just a byproduct of that. But Raymond's one of our close, dear friends. I understand. Give him one I, no, win. No, Give him no, one please. win. You know, if if I could guarantee him one win right now, and then they lose in the second round to the Lions. I would absolutely do that, 100%. I don't want that. Well, that's what I'm offering you. Not taking it. All right. Wow. Um, speaking of Raymond, his Cowboys throttled the Commanders 38-10. I guess the only negative in that game is that Brandon Aubrey showed that he's actually human. Well, and the fact that you had Gilmore. 
Stefan Gilmore hurt himself. Right. But Ray said he's going to be fine. Yeah, yeah fine. Gilmore says he's he's fine. So we'll see. Yeah, I mean, dislocating your shoulder and having it pop back in, like you could play, but I mean, that's still, it's not great. The other thing was C.D. Lamb, nine, uh, nine straight games with a touchdown. He's awesome. He, yeah. uh, he had two yesterday also, right? Yeah, two, yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you know this. He buoyed me to my fantasy football championship in the yeah. league. Yeah, we know. We, we, we all know. Very long touchdown against the Lions. Yeah, we know. All of uh, it. Cowboys get a gift last week with Arizona win the division. They are the two seed in the NFC. And it continues. The NFC East continues. That's right. Which means the Cowboys won't win it next year. Maybe the Giants win it next year. Raymond, I will say this, and I think you'll agree with me. If the Cowboys do not make it to the NFC Championship game, failure. this season has been a failure. Failure. You agree? I agree. But but I've said this all along. When it comes to the team, nothing matters until they get to January. Well, yeah, but it's, na- it's, but it's January now. You've got to win these next two but games. But now you're the two. And you're, there was you're, a thought heading into mm-hmm. last week's games that you were going to be the five, and now you're the two. So, so that there's we're 100% clear on this, and you can't turn it around on me later. If they lose... In any time in the next two weeks, I'm going to be extremely disappointed. Good. Just so we're clear on that. Good. I hope that happens. Bad guy. Uh, Bills, Dolphins. Dolphins led 14-7. Dolphins had the ball. It's funny. When the, the punt went to Hardy, my first thought is, why are you fielding it at the five-yard line? 95 yards later, that was the game-changing play. Bills win 21-14. Oh, I've had that feeling before. Watching your Giants. Trying to get the Rams to cover. And your boy just fielding the punt at his own six. Gunner. No big deal. Gunner the runner. Yeah, great. Uh, I'll tell you what. How that how the first half ended, I did not I did not love what I was seeing from Buffalo. Couple couple of mistakes and then how that ended where uh, you get nothing there. McDermott, Sean McDermott was pissed. Was pissed at that decision at the end of the first half. But well, you heard him say with Melissa Stark, right? Right as they were going to halftime, he's like, you need to throw that football into the end zone. Into the end zone. Yeah. So they get stopped there, but give their defense credit. What was Miami credit. doing on the prior play also? Yeah, did you, see the, did you see the look? Did you see Tua's face on the sideline? Well, I mean, I don't blame him. I mean, they dropped into the shell of a coverage. They picked up the first down and got out of bounds and then had would have had two shots in the end zone. In the end zone, correct. Very, very, very strange. But the Bills, I mean, a bunch of injuries dealing with two. They found a way second half, stepped up, and I don't know. But as long as if Buffalo can find a way, if Josh Allen can get in – they were talking about it last night where he gets in that, that mode. He's so dangerous. But, like, he makes some decisions where it's like, what what are you doing? Within the same game, you can watch him and say, what is happening? And, my God, he's awesome. Right. But you live with the, oh, my, you live with the, what the hell is he doing? Because the, oh, my God, he's awesome, for the most part, usually will outweigh the, the bad usually, decisions. Usually it will. How about, how about he made Eli Apple a hero last night? I know. Which was not thrilling. All right. There you have it. Raymond, blow this baby dead, would you? That was nice. I felt good about it, that around the league. I got bad news for you. What? That's the last around the league we're going to have for quite some time. Why? We're not going to go around the league next week. We're going to get in the in the weeds of every game. Oh, we're going to get in the playoff weeds. Yeah. Oh, we also, I, you didn't mention Chris Jones. Uh, $1.25 million for his 10-sack. Uh, for, forgetting that sack? Yeah, they were very excited with that one yesterday. Uh, he was very excited. You, yeah. could, you could tell he's a team favorite. And Baker Mayfield, million bucks, making the playoffs. Yeah, uh, putting up nine points against Carolina. 
Yeah, they look so good too. They look so good. Last two weeks, not not great. No, they look they look terrible. But they win the division. They host the Eagles in the battle of two teams that do not look very good right now. Thanks for listening to the DPHRO and Rothenberg Podcast. Listen live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. on 98.7 ESPN in New York, the ESPN New York app, or on your smart speaker by asking it to play 98.7 ESPN.